The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses, and for the sake of appearance, say long prayers, they will receive the greater condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then Jesus called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be like the widow. I imagine a, most of us can recite the lesson from the story of the widow's might. This is a passage that calls us to go all in, right? I have to admit, I enjoy the excitement of watching people go all in. Like when a football team decides to go for it on fourth down instead of punting, or they throw a Hail Mary pass. Maybe in the movies when someone makes a risky investment or takes a wild gamble. The best part is the split second after the decision when we see if the risk was worth it. We hold our breath and wait for the defining moment when we will leap in celebration or crumble in disappointment. When this widow puts in everything she has, she is literally casting in her life, her livelihood. The Greek word for cast is the same word used for fishermen casting in their nets, the sower casting seeds, or the guards casting lots for Jesus' clothing. It means to give over to one's care, uncertain of the result. Now, unlike the widow of Zarephath in 1 Kings, this woman has no assurance that she will be taken care of. She has no certainty of her future. In fact, the two widows we meet today act very differently. The widow of Zarephath is very aware of her mortality and is vocal about protecting her scarce resources. It is only after Elijah promises she will be fed that she agrees to share her food. Although we don't hear from the widow in the temple, we do know that she is poor and that she has thrown in everything that she had into the treasury. She has gone all in. I'd like to offer another interpretation of the story of our widow today. Jesus is frustrated and experiencing extreme disillusionment with the religious establishment. He has triumphantly entered the city, cursed a fig tree, 
angrily turned over the money changers' tables in the temple, argued with religious leaders, and now, now he is condemning the religious leaders once again. He observes as they abuse their power for favoritism, social capital, and privilege at the expense of the least of society. In this case, a poor widow. Jesus watches as the temple devours her house, while others contribute large sums that they will barely miss. Some interpreters surmise that Jesus is furious at the teaching of a religious system that has caused this woman to believe she must sacrifice everything for her faith. How angry we become when religious institutions take advantage of the poor and marginalized. Martin Luther railed against the Catholic Church's practice of selling indulgences in the Middle Ages that peddled salvation to the masses in order to build cathedrals. We see examples today of megachurch pastors who fly in expensive jets while urging contributions from those on fixed incomes. These are extreme examples, but we might also consider the ways in which we participate in systems or practices that overlook the poor for our own safety and security. Often the poor widow is preached as a model for stewardship. But one writer cautions that interpreting this text, we must not be guilty of the thing that Jesus criticizes. That is, asking the most of the least. So can our widow be a hero and a victim at the same time? Can she be a model for going all in for faith and also a martyr to a broken system? There is no doubt that the widow displays extreme faithfulness, whatever her reasons. And we never get that defining moment that tells us whether her risk was worth it or not. We can't say she is a picture of extremes, representing the most marginalized and the most generous all at once. She is a reminder of the great sacrifice that Jesus will make in just a few short days. Now, I'm fascinated by the wide cast of characters present in this short vignette, this very specific scene during Passover at the temple. Jesus observes and verbalizes all that he sees with the disciples following and listening. He points and describes what he notices. See those overly pious scribes in long robes with their loud prayers. Look at that sacrificial widow with her copper coins. Check out the oblivious wealthy contributors. Whatever their various motives or expressions, this is a place people have come to find God. This temple scene could easily describe a Christian church today with all a variety of people, imperfect humans in an imperfect system. I don't know that I believe that we are always supposed to be like the widow. Jesus certainly doesn't say that here. I think when we respond in faith that sometimes it looks pious or meager or just disproportionate. And then sometimes it looks like pouring out all that we have. 
But what Jesus does do here is call the disciples to pay attention. He brings awareness to how the actions of everyone affects the community at large. He points out those who go all in, those who take advantage, and those who are clueless. A few weeks ago, the Spiritual Life Center had an event where we watched a recent movie, Lady Bird. The main character is a young woman who is finding her way in life as she contemplates moving away from her home in Sacramento to college in New York. A nun at her Catholic high school comments on one of her entrance essays. It is clear that you love Sacramento. Lady Bird replies, I guess I pay attention. The nun asks, don't you think they're the same thing? Love and attention? Although Jesus is clearly frustrated in the temple, his pointed attention to everyone in the room expresses a great love. His attention and emotion communicate that everyone in the room is worthy of this great love, even in their failings. We can easily become discouraged with church, with other people, with our own lack of investment and involvement. But we are all here in this place together, bound by the self-giving nature of God and Christ. Whatever our motives or purposes, we have all chosen to be engaged with this church. We have the great fortune and the great responsibility of being part of a faith community that comes together to seek God and to give attention and love to one another. So tonight, as we gather at the table, let us notice and celebrate the daily sacrifices of our siblings in Christ. Let us ensure that we do not ask the most of the least. May we continue to grow in faithfulness to God and to our community. Amen.